0: Hello, this is longtime
1: Milwaukee radio personality, Steve Halleck. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on-air light is lit. It's Season 5 of the Bait and Switch Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Chris Beyer. As always, with my co-host, Jim Martin. Jim, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. A little late. A little late tonight. We're running late. It's a little late, especially for our guest. Yes, uh, for a guest. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he is an hour ahead of us. We'll introduce him in here in just a second. Yep. But I was going to talk a little bit about something that happened in a restaurant here to me uh, this last weekend, Father's Day. Okay. Did you go out for Father's Day? Did you stay in?
1: Uh, We stayed in. Yeah, I did a little grilling.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Grilling and chilling? Grilling and
1: chilling, yeah. That's or was it exactly
0: grillaxing? Right. Did you do grillaxing or chillaxing?
1: <laughs> I think I did. I think I did both. Oh, okay. I like that grillaxing. I'm grill going to use that from now on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, my brother, uh, when I was growing up, when you go into a restaurant, they ask you, you know, the name of your party. My brother, as a joke, would say something like Springsteen. Sure. And so when they called out your name, they'd say Springsteen, part of four. Everybody would turn around and start looking, you know, for Bruce Springsteen. right? Sure. <laughs> this time. When we went in for Father's Day, I got there early mm-hmm. and my brother had put in for a party of nine, I think. Okay. So I said to the guy behind the, uh, beyond the Dias, Dias, dias Desk, beyond the, behind the, the desk, desk. Yeah. I said to him, I said, uh, do you have a buyer party of nine? Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked quizzically at the book and he goes, no, I don't see any. You know, don't see nope. that. Don't see it. I said, how about, uh, how about Bob? You know, my mm-hmm. brother's first name i said how about bob party of 9 and he looks down at the book again very quizzically and he's looking he's looking he goes no nothing like that he said i got a robert party of 9 he goes i don't oh. know how about that mm-hmm. i'm like yeah that's probably it this robert that's could be it. you know yeah. <laughs> yeah and he was really i mean he was really bob robert are you sure yeah i don't
1: know i don't know First of all, I have two things to say about that. One of them is next time I go to a restaurant, I'm going to put it in Cartwright. Cartwright. I spell Cartwright. Nobody come. Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, Right, right. right. And then the next thing is I've had people. Okay, obviously, my name is Jim, right? For people who don't know, my real name, my full name, my given name is James. Jim is short for James. Yep. Apparently, not everybody knows that. I've been to a couple different places in the last like six months or a year where, you know, they say, okay, what's your name? I say Jim, you know, I hand him a credit card and they're like, hmm, this is James. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> they're like, well, you said your name was Jim. Like, right, right. Okay, really? Yeah, work
0: with me here. Work yeah, right. With
1: me. <laughs> people don't know that Jim is short for James. Very odd. So that's funny that Bob, Robert, I don't know. If it was John and Jack, I can see why people would yeah. be weirded, you know, a little weirder, but.
0: Yeah, and, and again, to, to really get the full impact of this, you had to see the guy's face. I mean, he was sure. contorting this face. Yeah. And right. also, it's a party of nine. There's not many party <laughs> of nine, right? Right, right? I mean, it's not like a party right. of two, right? Right, right. And so, I mean, here's Robert, nine, Bob, nine. But this guy just couldn't bring mm-hmm. himself to make that leap.
1: Did he, did he look at you like you were trying to put one over on him? Like, mm, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know sure. about you. Are you the sausage king of Chicago?
0: Yeah. Our right. guest is a guest that's been on more than a few times. Our Our most frequent guest here on the show we have him now on uh twice a year once for the tour de france preview podcast which we just did which you listened to a couple of weeks ago and uh then we do his own uh, dedicated podcast his name is uh mitch tyke welcome mitch Hi, mitch
2: james christopher good to talk to you
0: <laughs> yeah mitch is no mitch, no no. Is mitch <laughs> do you do you happen Is mitch just it? Is is it mitch mike mitchell Start for mitch mitchell. or something yeah, mitchell, mitchell. <laughs> oh mitchell's your full name yes no, so I don't Mitchell, know.
1: Mitchell C. Tyke. I don't know. It says Mitch here.
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, obviously Mitch comes to us from uh, uh, the North country. He comes to us from uh, originally he was here in Milwaukee at uh, the Wisconsin public radio affiliate of the national public radio. I uh, hear Milwaukee did a show called Lake Effect in Milwaukee. Not the Lake Effect. It was Lake Effect or the Lake Effect? It was it, was it was
2: just Lake Effect, yeah. <laughs> like it
0: wasn't Effect. the... There,
2: there was actually, when we started the show, there was uh, quite a discussion about whether we should be the Lake Effect or just Lake Effect. And uh, I was on the side of the Lake Effect, but mm-hmm. uh, I was outvoted despite being you know, the boss.
0: <laughs> I think it's like right. <laughs> Facebook. Get rid of the, the, the. It's cleaner, right?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. The yeah. chicken then- pox or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. But then they put on you know, the Ohio State. Right, they start, right, right. like they want to make sure it's like you know you want to know this is the one
2: like the and They trade. They trademarked the the right.
1: I think they probably I did. Think yeah, that ju- it ju- just
2: happened it. last week.
1: Oh, just last week. Oh, yeah,
2: really? No, really? Very wow. timely,
1: huh? So <laughs> yeah. they have the word the. Anytime I use the word the, I gotta like pay them money.
0: You do. That's what That's I a hear. That's Problem, right? Hmm. I had uh, somebody I knew that when they gave directions or talked about directions, they would keep putting the. So I'd say, oh, where do you go today? Well, I went to this restaurant, Restaurant. it was on the Blue Mound Road, and oh. we took the North <laughs> Avenue until we took a left on the uh, Moreland Avenue, and uh, I was about ready to strangle her after right. that. That'd be
1: three. hard to do. I think that'd be hard to do, to give directions like that, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, she just kept adding the to have the name of every road. Distinguishes <laughs> it from just a North Avenue, I guess. Right, just your right. random right. Blue Mound <laughs> Avenue. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, right. So I
0: wasn't confused. So I bring this up because you've moved from this uh the big town, the big mon- metropolis here of Milwaukee and you moved to upstate New York and by upstate we mean very far upstate not just mm-hmm. uh not just 20 miles from uh the city as they call it but uh, up near Canada actually it was John John Mellencamp, or I don't know if you guys <laughs> go John Cougar Mellencamp. Jim, what's your preferred? Uh, um,
2: uh,
1: John Cougar Mellencamp is what I. Uh, Mellencamp I, Mellencamp I, I, think. I still
2: I still use the Cougar in there, yeah, yeah as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's his full name, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John right. is short for John Cougar. Yeah, short to <laughs> yeah. John,
1: which is you know fishy to me, but whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah and uh, the story there was that
0: he wanted to go by John Mellencamp, and the the record execs say, "No, we got to come up with a cooler name." Went to John Cougar. Then he had his, achieved a certain notoriety he could add the melon camp and then finally he ditched the cougar entirely
1: mm, interesting hmm.
0: well anyway talking about mitch living in this uh, small town area i think it was john cougar he said the best when he said well i was born in a small town and i could breathe in a small town gonna die in a small town I plan on taking a few more with me when I go. I don't think that was part of the original song. Yeah, I don't know. This (laughs) is the last one. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) That's the LP, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, Mitch, uh, are you a small town guy now that you're living in a small town? Did you grow up in a small town or a big, big city?
2: Uh, I grew up, uh, outside Washington DC, so it was a fairly large city. Um, <laughs> I was at, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day and, um, realizing that since I left the suburbs of DC, I have probably spent more time in, or at least as much time in smaller towns and cities as I have in larger places. Um, I mean, there was 14 years in Milwaukee, but, um, I went to college in a tiny town in Iowa. My first radio job was in a, was in a, another small town in Iowa. Um, I lived in a pretty small city in Minnesota. I, you know, it was, it was 70,000 at the time. So certainly bigger, but not, uh, not a huge metropolis. I lived up here in the North country for a couple of years and then moved to, uh, to kind of a medium sized city in Arizona. And, uh, I, I, I do feel comfortable in a small town. Mm-hmm. Do you live in a pink house? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Are the pink houses around you? Uh, little pink houses, but yeah. they're, they're for you and me.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, I assumed.
2: Yeah, I'm a businessman
0: here, small businessman. They say in a small town, everybody knows your business. So maybe I wouldn't have to advertise if I went there.
2: <laughs> it, you know, it is an interesting dynamic in a city this size because... Um, oh, how, uh, let me back up. How big is the city that you're in? So, um, I live in Potsdam, which, uh, the village of Potsdam has about 8,000 people, 8,500 people. Um, it's part of the larger town of Potsdam. And I think the town has 17 or 18,000, but it includes parts of a couple of other villages and the, po- and the Potsdam Metroplex, the Potsdam <laughs> Metroplex. Really, it's the Potsdam Canton Metroplex where we're 10 miles from Canton and Canton has another 6,500. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so um my wife recently has uh, has started an interior painting business and uh was trying to spread the word just yesterday and um I sent a little note on uh, the listserv that we have at the university where I'm based and got an email pretty quickly from somebody I knew in uh, in a different office at the university who said, "You know, you should really make sure she talks to so and so uh because she's a realtor." Who, um, works with a lot of people who are, you know, getting ready to sell their house or have just bought a house and they would be perfect people to, uh, to connect with. And of course I wrote back and said, well, funny. You should mention so and so because, uh, my wife just painted her bathroom last Friday. <laughs> oh, <there you laughs> and, uh, and, and she's been doing exactly those things. So yeah, there's, there's sort of a limited number of people doing a variety of things and, you know, they're, they're all in everybody's orbit. You know, when you need gutters, you find out that somebody had their gutters put in and you ask them who they had do it. And it's the same people that your next door neighbor had do it. And it's the same people that the guy down the street had do it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, we're we're not we're not blessed with a ton of choices. But on the other hand, when when you work in a town this size, you also can't hide your work. (laughs) Sure. Right. Does everybody know everybody's business? You know, I don't know that they're nosy busybodies, but Potsdam's a little unusual for small towns because we have two universities here. And so there's enough of a, of a population that kind of comes and goes every year, you know, professors that move on to different places or people who have just gotten here that, uh, it doesn't, it's, it's not the same kind of closed world that some small towns are.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So did you say you're in university now? Is that where your studio
2: is? So uh, the radio station is based actually at St. Lawrence University, which is in Canton, uh, 10 miles away. Okay. Um, Canton has two universities, uh, St. Lawrence and SUNY Canton, State University of New York at Canton. And then here in Potsdam, we have Clarkson University, which is um, a liberal arts and engineering school, and SUNY Potsdam, which is the State University of New York at Potsdam, which actually has um, SUNY's main music school. So we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of music majors up here, and uh, there's a little bit more arts and culture than you would find in a town of 8,000 people or whatever in a lot of places.
0: Sure. And so when sure. these schools
2: uh, let out for the summer. That's got to be half the population. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is definitely a different vibe here from about the middle of May to the middle of August. It's definitely a more laid back kind of place with fewer people around.
1: No more traffic jams, right? Everything, everything opens up, right? No more, no more rush hour. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is. Rush here. Minute, yeah. 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 Rush minute. Right. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Right. Another maybe small town cliche is the local hero, the guy that was the, <laughs> the local football star, the local basketball star that's still trading off his old uh, accomplishments. See, we've gone from
2: John Mellencamp to Bruce Springsteen now. I think we're talking glory days, right? Exactly. So you're, (laughs) you're running to
0: people in town that are those types of people that that had their glory days that are still trading
2: off of that. Yeah, up here, it's mostly hockey players, uh, because they, they can play hockey just about year round up here. But, uh, there are those people. Um, I think those people exist everywhere. Um, and where you hear about it most is uh, towards the end of high school when you start seeing like the academic and athletic awards and, you know, um, some of the people who had their glory days playing high school sports 50 years ago are still funding scholarships based on the, you know, the love they had for um the Potsdam high school team that they played for. Um We haven't even gotten into what uh, the Potsdam school teams are called. Yeah. All right. Go no, ahead. No, no. Yep.
1: <laughs> Let's hear it.
2: Well, um, they are technically the Sandstoners, but they are known to all the world as the Potsdam Stoners. Okay. Nice. nice. <laughs> the mascot <laughs> at Potsdam High School and actually at, at all three at, at Potsdam High School and middle school is uh, Stoner Steve. <laughs> Stoner.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Obviously, the joke is not lost on the kids or anybody up there. There's never been any. Movement to get rid of this name that might be uh, viewed in a bad it way. It is,
2: uh, it is a beloved name up here. And okay. uh, Stoner Steve is a, is in fact a sandstone miner. He's holding a big pickaxe, but and mm-hmm. has okay. like a maniacal grin on his face. We have often thought that like next year's ice show should be a Cheech and Chong themed uh, program. or <laughs>
1: sure. Does a does, uh, stoner Steve walk around like pig pen, except it's smoke instead of right. a cloud of dust. There's a big cloud of smoke <laughs> walks around him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in a past podcast, you talked about how you had once worked there. Uh, how is it in small towns when new people come into town, do they accept people uh, or is it, is it close knit to the point where say somebody comes in from a, a bigger town that might have a little bit more money to to, not saying you, but to to buy a bigger house. So those people ever really accepted in the community.
2: Uh, I think that's what makes Potsdam a special place because there are so many people that come and go via the universities. You know, there, there are people up here who have been up here for generations. uh, But by and large, the understanding is that Potsdam doesn't exist in the way that it does now without the, the lifeblood that is the two universities. And I think that has that tends to buy a lot of newcomers here, some social capital. Now that's not to say that there, there aren't nuts to crack when it comes to like getting involved in civic life. Um But, uh but we have not found people to be, Excluding us in in, you know, it was. I mean, it was tough because when we got here, um, you know, six weeks after my wife and kids moved up here, I I came first, and then they moved out to join me, and then COVID hit, and we were all you know inside for a good long while. But they probably um, blamed you for bringing it. To that's town. it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no um, people. But there are always enough other new people that have moved to town that you're never the newest person in town for very long.
1: So, um, you know, Harper always talks about Wauwatosa as being a a small town. She always (laughs) says, you know, people, everybody knows each other here. I I mean, do you guys have festivals and stuff? Are you seeing people that that, you know, and recognize and, and are people recognizing you from from the radio and that type of thing or?
2: Yeah, I mean actually um it still it, it surprises me that there are people out there that still remember me from my 2 years here in the late 90s. Um partly because I was here during a really critical time for the region. We had this big ice storm and um and it was a, it was a big deal with the radio, how the radio station reacted in those days in a positive way. Um, we're fortunate enough to have kids that are in school or, or one who's in school here now playing sports and being involved in activities. And so you start to see the same parents. So it's a, it's, yeah, it's a generally pretty welcoming place. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, you mentioned, uh, Wauwatosa (laughs) as a small town. And I always used to tell the story when we, uh, when we moved there in, uh, 2006 and we were just getting to know people and getting to know what the Milwaukee area was like. And we would tell people that we just moved here. Um, and they said, well, where did you move from? And we said, oh, Flagstaff, Arizona. And they said, "Wow, you know, we're new in the community too." And we said, "Oh, where did you move from?" And they would say, "New Berlin." <laughs> mm,
1: right, <laughs> right, 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 right. For those of our listeners who don't know, that's about 15 minutes away from
0: yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Now you're on the radio, and mm-hmm. so that's you're part of the media and whatnot in a small town. Is there any more cachet to being uh, a media <laughs> figure in a small town? Do they treat you any differently? uh, in that media market than in our media market?
2: No, in fact, well, I mean, I'm not on the radio, I'm not on the radio as much as I was in, uh, Milwaukee. So, um, I don't have that quite going for me in the same way. The show that I produce is on, you know, once a month and I'm on promos and, you know, people, people know my voice to some degree, but, um, I don't know that people, especially in, you know, small towns, um, there's there's not necessarily a huge cachet to it you know public radio is the kind of (laughs) is the kind of fame that uh that does well in coffee shops and bookstores and um sometimes on hiking trails but um we do relatively well up here and we're in, you know, we have 34 transmitters around the region. And so, you know, you go places and if you're in the right circles, people think, oh my God, North Country Public Radio, it's amazing. At the same time, there are a lot more places that you can go that nobody has any idea what North Country Public Radio is. I've never heard anybody claim to be hiking trail famous.
0: This is the first time <laughs> we have heard this. <laughs> You're a little, a little full of yourself, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go on the trails here tomorrow. I'm going to start dropping your name and see if it gets me anything.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah, I can understand what I wanted in the media, you know, the media attention, you know, gets old for me, you know, with this. Time. With our
0: 85 uh, downloads a week. I mean, right. this is crazy. Right. The
2: autographs alone keep you, uh, keep you plenty occupied. At, I'm, I'm surprised you, you don't have cramp. wrist braces on. Yeah, yeah, I got a hand cramp. Yep. <laughs>
1: Well, good. So things are going well there then, right? It's You're a right?
2: It, it is really a comfortable place to be. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, of course we all miss you over here, out here this way. Um and we just talked to one of our guests earlier, Tom Schuler, said he misses uh mm-hmm. Mrs. Lake Effect. Now Bonnie North, who was also on Lake Effect with you. She came out mm-hmm. there with you too, right?
2: She lives a mile from where I am sitting right now. Okay. And what does she do at the radio station? She is our um, director of audience programs and outreach, which is a fancy way of basically saying uh, program director. So um she's kind of in charge of the sound of the station and, uh and tries to, uh, Tries to develop a strategy so that, you know, the things that we're doing on the air line up with the things that we're doing online and those line up with the things that we do in public when we have events and things.
1: Mm-hmm. I know you said, you know, you're on the air once a week, but, uh, but are you missing it? Are you missing the everyday thing or are you <laughs> liking the station manager job?
2: I, I like the station manager job. I think, you know, the thing that keeps me, um, really engaged with, you know, kind of the, the public facing part of what I do is the column that I write, the blog that I write every week. I don't miss having to fill an hour with interviews five days a week. It's, it's hard. As I'm sure you guys are aware. It's hard Especially to come tonight. up with something. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> this late even right. uh, it's, it's hard yeah, to come was, up with new thing I was talking about but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's hard to come up with new and interesting things to ask people like the fourth time you've done an interview about the such and such festival there's just so many ways of asking those questions without sighing heavily
0: <laughs> as we wrap up this interview I want to bring a little uh, symmetry to this interview I thought of a story that Jim might remember maybe not because this was my mic drop moment a long time ago, 25, 30 years ago, Jim and I were at a at a bar in Milwaukee, and there was a contest that they had. If you won the contest, you got two tickets to go to John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> right? Yep. And Jim might remember this. I'm not sure. Sneakers. They, uh, it was at Sneakers. It was at Sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said, anybody want to come up and 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 do this contest? And so I thought, oh, what the heck? I'm pretty good at trivia, so I went up there. And they had about three or four people in the line, and they asked the first two or three people, this question. And as soon as they asked the question, I knew what it was. And I came up with the best answer. The question was something along the lines of, do you know what album Pink Houses is on? And they asked the first two people, they didn't know it. And the guy came to me and he said, do you know the name of the album that Pink Houses was on? And I said, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's the name of the album the, the name of the album is aha uh-huh. i wasn't a big i was a big john Cougar Mellencamp camp fan but i knew that so I, I able i was able to nail that uh nail that response and i got the two tickets i don't think i took jim i think i took my brother you did not take me I do, you, do you remember me. that night
1: i do yeah, yeah 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 like i said i remember yeah that's i knew it was sneakers and uh yeah yep, the little stage that they had there and yep, mm-hmm. yep. And then, yeah, he didn't realize there was actually a wet t-shirt contest later. I, you know,
2: I was, was going to go there.
0: But. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mitch, uh, thanks again for doing both uh, the tour podcast, which we wrapped up here a bit ago, and tonight's podcast here with you. Thanks a lot for joining us from uh, the North Country. Always great to talk to you both uh, anytime.
1: Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we talk with eight-time Emmy Award winner, two-time Edward R. Murrow Award winner, transportation expert, Sirius XM radio DJ, pilot, college baseball umpire, TV news correspondent, and reporter, yes, he's all of those, Dan Ronan. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.